0: Welcome to Prophecy Countdown with author and pastor Kenneth Baer. Join us every week for the latest updates on what the Bible has to say about the events, the characters, and prophetic signs of the return of Jesus Christ and His coming kingdom. Make sure you not only subscribe but like your favorite episodes and share it with your friends. Now, on with the broadcast. Welcome
1: today to our twice-weekly prophecy update. I'm Pastor Ken. With Faith Dialogue. We provide two updates each week on what we call Prophecy Countdown. It's a video and audio podcast. Uh, And we certainly hope you enjoy it. Thank you so much for stopping in. Uh, You know, on Sundays, we're presently going through the Gospel of Matthew. And we go through chapter by chapter and verse by verse. This week, we're in the Gospel of Matthew in chapter 11. And I'm going to be speaking of three woes, three woes that Jesus mentions. um, And then we're going to tie that in as well with the three woes that we see in in the book of Revelation. Our Sunday messages premiere on Sunday. At, at 1 p.m. On Wednesdays our updates are always prophecy related and the way that we get our, 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 uh, our, our topics is from you the people that watch this podcast that listen to it uh, that write to us on prophecy countdown podcast at gmail.com I know that's a mouthful but it's prophecy countdown podcast at gmail.com and send us your questions. We find that if you've got a question on something regarding biblical prophecy, most likely many others do as well. And we've got a number of questions lined up. And we always respond, by the way, to every single email we receive. So so don't hesitate. Now let's get into our lesson today, uh, which was from a multiple uh, number of people that were asking questions about the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Perhaps you've heard that term before. Many people have heard the term, uh, the four horsemen of the apocalypse, but they they really don't know much about it or where it comes from. Well, it's right from the book of Revelation. So let me read to you today, I think it's about eight verses in chapter six, um, and then we'll go back and we'll talk about these individual horsemen, uh, one at a time in future broadcasts as well. So these are the first four seals of the the uh, first four of the, of the seven seals that begin in chapter seven. This is the very beginning, chapter six. This is the very beginning of what we know as the tribulation. The first seal is the conqueror. Uh, here's, a, uh, here's a spoiler alert, also known as the Antichrist. Verse one, now I saw when the lamb opened one of the seals and I heard one of the four living creatures saying with a voice like thunder, come and see. And I looked, and behold, a white horse. He who sat on it had a bow, a bow, and the crown was given to him. And he went out conquering and to conquer. Now the second seal, this is conflict on earth. Verse 3, when he opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature say, Come and see. Another horse, fiery red, went out and was granted to the one who sat on it to take peace from the earth. And that people should kill one another, and there was given to him a great sword. Now the third seal, scarcity on earth, this is the third horseman of the Apocalypse. Verse five When he opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, Come and see, and I looked, and behold a black horse, and he who sat on it had a pair of scales in his hand, and heard a voice in the midst of the four living creatures saying, A quart of wheat for a denarius, and three quarts of barley for a denarius. And do not harm the oil and the wine. Now finally, the fourth seal. This is the fourth horseman of the apocalypse bringing widespread death on earth. Verse 7. Then he opened the fourth seal. I heard the voice of the living fourth living creature saying, Come and see. So I looked, and behold, a pale horse. And the name of him who sat on it was Death. And Hades followed with him, and power was given to him, to them over a fourth of the earth, to kill with sword, with hunger, with death, and by the beasts of the earth. So again, while many have likely heard the term the four horsemen of the apocalypse, few know the importance of these these four in time, I would say individuals, even though they're not individuals, they're very symbolic of four seals, four disasters that come upon the entire earth um, at the uh, at the end of the age. Now, the, the tribulation is described in great detail in the book of Revelation, and the outline is given to us early in the book. Uh, the tribulation begins when the age of the church comes to a close. The age of the church has been a 2000 year, I think of it as a parenthetical, like a parenthetical um, uh, pause in God's ultimate plan uh, to fully restore Israel, the nation of Israel, and bring all that is Israel into fellowship with him through his son. Jesus Christ. Now, Jesus spoke very clearly of both the tribulation period as well as his second coming. You know, just prior to his death on Calvary, Jesus pointed to the temples. He's with his disciples, and he says this. This is in Matthew chapter 24. Jesus says, Do you not see all these things? Assuredly, I say to you, not one stone shall be left here upon another that shall not be brought down. That's Matthew 24, verse 2. Now, a few minutes later, uh, the disciples um, are sitting with Jesus on the Mount of Olives. And the disciples came to him and they asked him this question. They say, tell us, when will these things be? What will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? Now, most scholars understand this question that the disciples asked Jesus is actually Three questions. Now the disciples might not have known if said three questions, three distinct questions, but we see it that way. Um, because the three questions are the very first is when will these things be? Jesus has just talked about not one stone will be left on another. And this he's talking of the temple. Well, we know that that happened in AD 70. Uh, General Titus, who would later become uh, a Caesar in Rome, uh, comes to Jerusalem to put down a revolt. And in AD 70, completely sacked Jerusalem. They destroy the city gates. They destroy the city of Jerusalem. Literally a, a, a million Jews died during this This. Uh, this intensive struggle between uh, the Roman Empire um, Roman emperor uh, and the Roman armies and the people of Israel um, and the temple is destroyed not one stone is left on another uh, and so so Jesus answers uh, this question uh, this way uh, so Jesus answered he says, uh, that that there you're take heed that no one deceives you. and then he goes on and talks about deception a little bit more. Well, we believe that these, the, Jesus goes on and actually is answering the second and the third question. He doesn't give any hint to when Jerusalem will actually be destroyed. Let me read to you uh, chapter uh, verses three through eight in uh, Matthew chapter twenty four. And we take a listen for the correlation. Uh, between what Jesus is saying in Matthew 24 in answer to the disciples' questions and what we just read on the four, first four horsemen of the Apocalypse. Jesus says this. He says, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. Then, he says, you will hear wars and rumors of wars, see that you're not troubled, for all of these things must come to pass. Then he says, nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There'll be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. These are the beginning of sorrows. The beginning, Jesus is saying, of this time of tribulation, this, this seven-year period of, of, of literally the most difficult time that this earth has ever seen. Now, many have noticed a correlation between what I just read to you in Matthew chapter, 20, uh, chapter 24, Jesus' response to, to disciples' questions about when will these things happen, uh, what's the sign of your coming in the end of the age, and what we see with these first four horsemen of the apocalypse. Now remember, the first four horsemen of the apocalypse are actually the revelation of the first four seals, seven seals, the first four seals that are opened by none other than Jesus Christ. Let me go through this again real quickly and we'll show you the correlation. So, for example, the first seal we called it the conqueror. And the spoiler alert was this is also referring to the Antichrist. We see the Antichrist for the very first time in chapter 6 with the opening of the very first seal. The Antichrist is the rider on the white horse. This is what it says. Come and see, the scripture says, And I looked, and behold, a white horse. He who sat and had a bow, and on a crown was given to him. And he went out conquering and to Conquer Now, the first correlation is what Jesus says, be not deceived. You know, if, if you're watching a, a Western, uh, you know, on a Saturday morning, I remember getting up on Saturday morning and watching these old black and white Westerns and, and there was always, the, you could always tell the good guys from the bad guys because the good guys wore white hats, remember, and rode white horses and the bad guys uh, were called Bart and they, they had black, black horses and wore black hats. Well, this is the deception because we see this first rider on a white horse, and you think that it may be maybe Jesus, maybe an angel, but it's actually the Antichrist. Jesus says this, he says, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. This rider on the white horse, for example, uh, notice that he has a bow, but he has no arrows. This is deception. The Antichrist comes comes saying, I am the Christ, and he deceives the world. He has a bow but no arrows, indicating that he he comes through deception. He comes through intrigue. He comes to lay a trap for all of humanity, for all of those that will take the mark of the beast. Now let's go on to the second horseman. The second horseman brings conflict to this earth. Uh, Then he opened the second seal. I heard the second living creature say, come and see. Another horse, fiery red. So the second horseman, the second rider of the horse, second rider of the apocalypse is the rider on the red horse. And it was granted to the one who sat on it to take peace from the earth so that the people would kill one another. And there was given to him a great sword in some translations that says a mighty sword. Now, the second correlation with the words of Jesus in Matthew 24 is Jesus says that there will be wars and rumors of wars. You know, many scholars understand that it's likely the Antichrist that's actually taking peace from the earth because the Antichrist comes in promising peace and safety. But actually, right after the Antichrist comes on the scene, these riders come in and peace is taken from the earth. Ultimately, it's the Antichrist that brings wars and rumors of war. In any case, peace is taken from the earth and many, many people people are killed. Now, on to the third horseman of the apocalypse. This is the rider on the black horse uh, bringing scarcity and famine. It says in Revelation, it says, Then he opened the third seal. I heard the third living creature say, Come and see. And behold, I I saw a black horse and he who sat on it had a pair of scales on his hand. You ever 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 see the pictures of Lady Justice and she has scales in her hand? You know, there's a there's a there's a weight there. We don't normally see those scales anymore because we have metric scales. But uh, in many parts of the world still to this day and for literally tens of thousands of thousands of years, uh, the way that uh, trade was done was through scales and they put some, some known weight on the other side and they could weigh, whether it was barley or wheat or gold or silver or whatever it was on the other side, this pair of scales, uh, it, it, it signifies commerce. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four living creatures saying, a quart of wheat for a denarius and three quarts of barley for a denarius do not harm the oil or the wine. Now, we're not going to go into all of that, what it means, but it means that there's scarcity and huge inflation. People aren't able to afford uh, even more than a day's day's meal. Jesus speaks uh, in Matthew 24 of famines and pestilences and earthquakes in various places. That's Matthew 24, verse 7. Now, famines are clearly represented in this third seal of the the book of Revelation, this third horseman of the apocalypse, where a measure of wheat and barley costs a full day's wages. You know, famines and pestilence are often a result of, of war, you know, it's when armies are marching across the, your countries and when they're burning and looting and raping and killing. I mean, we end up with a, a huge disruption in the, in the supply chain. And as a result, people can't get the food. And the food that is available is at a very, very high price. So this would be very common, but during the time of tribulation, it's going to be something that's never been experienced before. Let's finish up with the fourth seal. The fourth horseman, the rider on the pale horse, and this rider has a name, and that name is, is Death. Then I opened the fourth seal. I heard the voice of a fourth living creature saying, Come and see. And I looked, and behold, a, a pale horse, and his name on it was Death. And Hades followed after him, and power was given to kill over a fourth of the earth, to kill with sword, with hunger and with death and by the beasts of the earth. You know, this, this, this fourth horseman uh, is the only horseman, the only rider on the horse that has a name. And his name is Death. I don't know if any, <laughs> I don't know if any mamas that wanna name their baby Death, uh, but this rider has a name and his name is Death and Hades follows him, uh, meaning this is, this is utter destruction. It says one fourth of the earth. Now, one fourth of the earth today. There's about, give or take, a few hundred million. About eight billion people on this earth. To kill a fourth of the earth would be two billion people, assuming there's eight billion people um, when this happens. You know, earthquakes are mentioned a, a few times in the Bible, but when we read these disasters, when we read these disasters that are that are given in the Book of Revelation, we have to understand they're apocalyptic. Apothe- apocalyptic meaning uh, they are they are. Huge disasters, disasters that have have never happened before. For example, um, there's there's an earthquake. There's a number of earthquakes in the book of Revelation. But in chapter 16, for example, it says, And there was a great earthquake. Such a mighty and great earthquake has not occurred since men were on the earth. And this is exactly what happens during the book of Revelation. The, this fourth seal, this fourth horseman on the apocalypse, uh, they, they take peace from the earth and people kill, they're given the opportunity to kill a quarter a quarter of the population of those living on the earth with sword, with hunger, with dust, and with the beasts of the earth. This is a, a disaster uh, beyond anything we can possibly imagine. Now, now here's the thing. I, I don't want to leave you with his teaching on this pessimistic note that a quarter of the earth has been killed. Uh, Let's look at it this way. When the apostle Paul talks about the day of the Lord, when he reminds the people that the Lord will be coming back again, he doesn't talk about a quarter of the earth being destroyed. What he does is he calls it the blessed hope. That's uh that's uh uh, that's out of uh, 2 Timothy uh, Timothy 2, uh, verse 13. Um, something that he tells us that we're to encourage each other with the coming of the Lord. He calls it the blessed hope, something we are to look forward to it. Now, the reason it's called the blessed hope, it, because it, it happens, the Lord's Day happens uh, when the church age comes to a uh, close, when the last Gentile is brought into fellowship with God through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. And then what happens well Paul tells us in first Thessalonians chapter four uh, that the uh, the the dead are resurrected those that have died in Jesus in Christ are resurrected we which are alive are caught up together to be with them in the air and we meet the Lord and will forever be with the Lord this is the this is the blessed hope and this all happens prior to the tribulation because the tribulation is about the salvation of the Jewish nation. It's a it's a horrible time. It's a horrible time, but God brings hope. There's 144,000 evangelists that are sealed. There's there's two witnesses that uh, preach in the street of, uh, the uh, streets of Jerusalem. Uh, there's tremendous opportunity for people to repent and come to the Lord. But let me tell you, my friends, now is the t- day of salvation. You want to be able to to know who Jesus Christ is to embrace Him as your Lord and Savior. And as a result, we can read about the tribulation, we can warn about the tribulation, but we won't be going through the tribulation. Amen? Let me pray. Father God, I want to thank you.
0: Nearly every day, it's common to see, read, or hear something about the end of the world, the apocalypse, or end times. Author and pastor Kenneth Baer's The Apocalypse and Coming Kingdom zooms in and breaks down biblical prophecy as it relates to Jesus' imminent return and the coming seven-year period including the Great Tribulation available in both paperback and Kindle versions. Get your copy on Amazon or at Barnes & Noble and select Christian Bookstores. The title again is The Apocalypse and Coming Kingdom. You can also find it listed by author Kenneth Baer. Get your copy today.